When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yufusi. That I'm David Neal. <laughs> David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, you got to cut down the number of lines. He's geeking to as to say this time. Yeah, I was going to say, I like completely forgot how to do the intro to the podcast. Uh, even though I've done this like a hundred times, it'll make the blooper real. Uh, quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment as well. Subscribe to the Miami Herald. That that one, more so than the YouTube page, the, the, the I mean, Miami Herald itself. Subscribe to both. Subscribe to both, but one of us gets paid. <laughs> what do we get anyway. paid? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are one week away from the end of preseason, the end of training camp. Woo-hoo! Dolphins preseason finale is taking place this weekend, Saturday night in Jacksonville. Uh, they're going up against the Jaguars. We put a wrap, put a bow, put a cap, whatever you want to call it, on the preseason Start to transition into the regular season mode. Um, in a week f- from now, 53-man rosters will be finalized. 4 p.m. Tuesday is the official deadline. Um, a lot of roster spots still up for grabs. A lot of playing time and starting spots still up for grabs. We're going to get into some of that. Um, but we got to start with the Dolphins' most recent preseason game. And, uh, you know, has had as much juice as you can for – uh, preseason game just because it did mark the return of quarterback, starting quarterback to Tungabailoa. His first game in about nine months, the last time we saw him, um, was Christmas Day against the Packers, looking pretty good and then not looking great. And then the next day, entering concussion protocol for the second time, effectively ending his season. Um, there was a lot of kind of questions about whether Tua would or would not play. play. I was in Houston last week for joint practices ahead of that preseason game. Mike McDaniel said he expected Tua Tungabailoa to play at some point in the preseason, and he did make his debut last Saturday. It was a mixed bag of sorts and just two drives, just two series. We got a little bit of everything. We got some bad Tua, an interception on his first play. attempt, first play from scrimmage, uh, and then we got some really good Tua. Second drive, um, defense or offense starts backed up, uh, you know, near their own uh, end zone. But 14 play, 93 yard drive. Tua uh, was five of six, three third down conversions on that drive, uh, and it was capped by a two yard run by Raheem Mostert, and that was it for Tua Tagovailoa. Skylar Thompson played the rest of the game uh, as Mike White. We found out later um, was placed in concussion protocol. So the Dolphins, you know, 2023 still having some uh, concussion issues, um, but we're going to stick to Tua for this. Uh, this first half of the pod. Um, I know you were somebody that said that it was, you know, it was important for Tua to get out there. I think the first two plays, we definitely saw why it was important for Tua to get out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it looked like, you know, the first play, you know, I was watching up high in the press box and 
I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Obviously, just a preseason game, but, you know, for your first pass to be an interception, uh, definitely not the way anybody uh, drew it up. But, again, to Tua's credit, to the offense's credit, um, they bounced back. You know, the defense gets a stop on fourth down deep in the red zone. And then, you know, even the first play on the second drive did not look pretty. You know, you got a high snap from Connor Williams. That got your safety. <laughs> yeah, Tua has to hand it off to Raheem Mostert just in time to, uh, to avoid the safety. But after that, I think he really started to settle in. Um, we saw some of those kind of um, you know, those Tua traits, you know, the, the the things that make him special and make him him, the accuracy, the quickness of the release and whatnot. Um, you know, he had a really nice pass to, uh, to Braxton Berrios, um, Durham Smythe earlier on the first third down conversion. Um, and yeah, it, that second drive looked more like the Dolphins offense that, you know, we saw for most of the 2022 season. And even after, you know, during to his second drive and re really more so after he left, um, I think one of the more, you know, positive developments to come out of that game was, the running game looking really, really good. You know, 38 rushes, 205 yards. Savan Ahmed looks like a guy that, you know, might not be the number one, might not be the number two, uh, might not be the number three running back. But God dang it, he is a very good reserve backup running back. I mean, he looks like a guy that's going to make this team and truthfully might deserve some offensive snaps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's still some stuff to work out. I mean, you, you saw it again there, you know, but it's different going from practice to going, you know, to or joint practices to going to an actual game where then it's you no, know, it's for real. You know, you kind of have the adrenaline rushing, um, but uh, it was good. And you know, even we even saw him take a hit, and it looked like some of his jujitsu training may have, uh, you know, kicked in as well. You know, a lot of times we see him uh, slam his head back. We saw him kind of kick, uh, keep his head straight, keep his neck straight. Um, so I mean, I wrote it. I think by and large, it was it was you know a great first game back, and I think what made it great. What made it perfect was that it wasn't perfect. You know, you have the pick, and then you got to bounce back from that. Obviously, you would have loved to see him go two straight drives, two touchdown drives, and then kind of call it quits. Um, but the fact that, you know, to Mike, to Mike, what Mike Daniels said, to what Tua said, you know, it didn't start off well, but they bounced back well. And I thought it was interesting that on the interception, he made the tackle. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was well, like, he, that he was, put his head in there. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he didn't shy away. I mean, he didn't. You know, Punk, he he didn't do what we've seen a lot of quarterbacks do in the regular season, which is, you know, they'll stand there and kind of do the little dance with the guy with the, you know, the defensive player in front of them. Like they're trying to get around him, but they're doing that. No, 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 no. Don't you dare let me around you. Don't you dare let me around you. You know, um, but no, he he dove and put himself in, in you know, in danger because, you know, when you make a trip when you dive across a guy's you know path like that you don't know what's going to get hit and uh you know yeah i mean if he doesn't make that if he doesn't make that tackle denzel perman's in the end zone yeah. and um so that i thought was that's the hit that i thought or that's the play that i thought well okay you know he's he's comfortable and confident with what where he is and with with his head with his physical conditioning with whatever he's been doing he's comfortable with it um and yeah that was great to see the running game get going and when the running game got going they stuck with it they kept they kept working it um you know uh and that was nice to see uh you know obviously it's it's the texans but the texans aren't i mean they're not atrocious they're atrocious on offense or they were atrocious on offense yeah, I mean, they got a rookie quarterback last year. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, they've got obviously they've got defensive holes and everything, but they they've dropped some good guys on that defense that, who made some plays during the game. And I mean, you know, we're not going to say they, you know, the Dolphins ran the ball up and down the field on the, you know, the 2000 Ravens, but dang on, they, I mean, they looked a lot better against, you know, a team that I think is going to be pretty improved this year. And it's got a lot of, you know, kind of spunky young talent uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, very, and I thought Skylar Thompson, it, pretty much everybody in the office looked better than they did the previous week. I mean, you can't, help but if they looked worse we'd have you know we'd have a lot to talk about and we wouldn't be messing around the second half of this arguing about Jonathan Taylor um but I thought Skylar Thompson obviously looked a lot better um you know uh in extended duty after Mike White kind of got KO'd from the game yeah it was a very very interesting just how development with that because McDaniel you know the news came out Monday morning um, you know, he spoke to Mike McDaniel and he said the plan was for Skyler and Mike White to, to split the reps after two have finished his two series. Um, and Skyler himself had, it looks like maybe a concussion check or he was checked for something um, because he took a big hit and then he left for four snaps. And then Mike White comes in and then he takes the hit that ultimately put some in concussion protocol and then you know the following drive Skylar Thompson comes back and we just kind of assume that you know he's supposed to play the entire game but it turns out uh you know Skylar Thompson had to but he definitely made the most of that with three touchdown passes and um it, it's interesting how this shapes up into the final preseason game um because I think that you know my thinking after the Houston game was that you know this backup quarterback competition is still you know wide open and we don't know how much Tua is going to play. But my expectation was that, you know, Skyler and Mike White were still going to play a lot in that final preseason game. I don't know if Mike White's going to be cleared or if he's, you know, even if he's cleared, if they're going to put him out there for the preseason finale because, you know, he didn't practice Tuesday. There's, you know, there's a five-step protocol. Um, I know the Dolphins are very, very cautious and very deliberate with the way that they bring their players back from concussion protocol we know especially uh, yeah yeah exactly especially now so I, i'm not sure if he if he plays and if he doesn't play that's another opportunity for skyler to get in there and get a lot of reps and if he has another you know if he has another quality showing i'm not saying he has to throw three touchdown passes but if he looks competent running the offense again um that very well might be it like i don't know if you go into yeah. the season saying like I don't know if it's like a flip-flop thing and you know you just kind of go how you feel when it comes to the backup uh spot every week I think that you'd like to kind of enter the season saying all right this is our you know bona fide backup and then obviously you know there's a three quarterback rule um so I think they're going to keep all three guys and then you know one of those guys can be inactive but still eligible to play on uh game days in case of emergency but you know if Skyler takes advantage of this opportunity again I don't know how he can't be the the yeah. uh, the backup unless you know you unless the coaching staff is seen enough for Mike White uh, in the first preseason game and training camp. I I'm a big. I mean, I understand practice, practice, and you know, practices mean something, but they mean less than games. And uh, you know, preseason games are preseason games. But that said, Mike White. You know, do you look better than Skylar in the first game? Yeah, but, uh, you know. But it was, it was interesting. 
He he drove them down the field a couple a few times, and they did not get in the end zone. They got you know they came away with points when Skyler was in there, and it, and it was interesting yeah. that that they did give Skyler this opportunity to play before Mike White and McDaniel right. said he did want to see how he performed with a different group of guys. And essentially, Skyler, I mean, he played the entire game, but when he first went to the game, he got to play with the first team, uh, the yeah. starting offensive line. He got to throw some passes to you know. Uh, Robbie Chosen and uh, Braxton Barrows and like like right. some of the like the guys that he was throwing the ball to and working with are guys that are you know probably going to be on the roster or are closer to the roster bubble than maybe the end of roster guys and we saw in those early drives he was able to move the ball down the field right and that's and he moved the ball down the field and they got in the end zone so yeah. I I think the edge after two preseason games has to go to Skylar Thompson anyway even I mean I. You know, even even if you just kind of say, okay, Mike White's kind of a neutral for, you know, the second game, uh, I still think Skylar Thompson clearly played better. He played better with the same group of guys than Mike White did uh, the first week. And uh, so he's got the definite edge going in the last game. And unless uh, unless he starts, you know, hitting Jaguars left and right, I kind of think you gotta. He's gonna be the back of quarterback. I mean, how how can you give it to Mike Watt? On what? I mean, again, you would think that the preseason games have carried more weight. Um, but, but again, I mean, they paid, but hey, I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. They paid him a decent amount of money to come here and compete for the starting spot. Now, I'll kind of put that in quotes because they are there's a competition. But again, sometimes you know money does play a factor. I mean, they. They paid him a decent amount of backup money to come here, you know. Okay, but you don't throw, you know, they say you don't throw good money after bad. Well, and time is money. No, time's not money. Time's much more important than money. You don't throw good playing time after bad money. And it, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you sign you spent more money on. The smart organizations in sports say, hey, I don't care that I paid, you know, Bob more than I paid Darnell. If Darnell outplays Bob, Darnell's on the field and we'll figure out what to do with Bob later. That's fair. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that even if Skyler, let's, I mean, I don't, I don't like who who's to say what Skyler does. I mean, he could throw three interceptions and maybe we're having a completely different conversation. But you know, if if the margins, if in the Dolph, eyes of the Dolphins coaching staff, if the margins weren't were, were pretty close to begin with, um, how much does Skyler's performance, you know, especially especially if Mike White can't can't play, how much does that sway in the decision? Because like let's be, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying what's yeah. what's, what's right. I'm saying what's 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 real. That oh, okay, money, saying, money might override that decision. How you how are you gonna how are you gonna win the win the battle? How are you gonna win a spot in the training room? That's fair. That's very fair. You know, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. It's Mike, at right now, Mike White, to me, you know, I, I could be wrong, you know, um, and maybe the Dolphins coaches view things differently, view, view the tapes differently, but it, to me, it looked like Skylar Thompson in the two games, taking the total of the two preseason games, Skylar Thompson played better. And Mike, you know, especially if you just want to take, okay, let's just take how Mike White played with 
this group of players, how Skylar Thompson played with this group of players. It still seems to me that Skylar Thompson played better and the offense worked better with Skylar Thompson. So if you go into the last game and you're behind and you don't play, how are you going to come out on head? That's fair. I'm just, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> you know? I can see. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. I don't think it's like that. Obviously, the preseason games. I guess if, if if they're the end all be all, then yes. I'm just saying that they have a body of work that includes the training camp as well. And they they might say, all right, well, like you might not have been available, but still, we believe that you're better suited to lead the offense. Like I'm. That, that's all I'm saying. Like I'm. Oh, I oh I'm saying I oh I understand I understand they can create reasons for doing whatever they want to do, but I'm telling I'm telling you what like one thing just how it it appeared in the you know in the next level of you know competition you know between practices and you know real games you know at this next level of competition how it looked and also what smart organizations uh particularly in professional sports do well i'll and ask that, I'll, I'll, is, ask, I'll ask i'll ask you this way then is skylar should is skylar thompson better equipped to lead the dolphins um if needed over mike white based off what you've seen off what i've seen yes cuz my what okay. what have i mean i yeah i what I saw from Skylar Thompson is a not great season finale last year, but you know that he managed to get through it because the Dolphins have a defense and the Jets have no offense. Um, and then a playoff game where you know I, I think it was really asking a lot of him to do much in that playoff game, and it was close. And uh, he did about as well as you could hope for a guy in his situation put in that situation. And then you come in training camp, um, you know, you've seen every practice. Uh, I have not. I have seen the, you know, I've seen the, like I say, the next level. We've both seen that next level of, you know, competition. And at that, Skylar Thompson looks better. Um, the offense seemed to work better with him. Uh, you know, whether that is some weird alchemy or, you know, things you can completely break down in his, in w- the things he does in the offense, uh, I kind of don't care. The offense seems to work better with him. So, you know, that's, that's where you go. You don't create don't create reasons to do what you want to do. You know, really, d- d- you know, deal with what is, deal with what is, and and adjust to that, and then say, okay, now we get we got to go forward. Okay, we, you know, you spend a lot of money on white white. Okay, so yeah, this uh this preseason finale is going to be very interesting because again, Mike White is in concussion protocol. Um, he has to clear multiple steps in order to like, get to practice, and I don't foresee you know yeah. I mean they only have they only have two more days of practice, and I don't see um, McDaniel putting a guy out there without you know previous practice reps. Um, so again, if 
and and in a situation, let's face it, they're you know <laughs> the uh, the starting offensive line is going to be out there, not probably. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say uh, okay, that. Okay, but how? But how? How much? Oh, this, and I, I would this, say it might be similar to what it was. I mean, it looks like the Jaguars were playing their starters for a half, so I mean, uh, it's it's a possibility. I think I think uh, oh. last year. Yeah, yeah. So I think I believe last year the Dolphins starting offense got two. Was it one or two jobs? I mean, they got a they got a couple of jobs in there. It's not going to be a ton, but they'll be out there. If if I have a guy that and if if, if they value Mike White at all, to me, you know, it seems like to me if you if you value him, he's just out of concussion protocol, um, and you're in a preseason game and. Uh, it just uh uh I mean if he's I mean it's 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 I don't want to like get too much into the tour situation but it's like if he's there he practices and he has the clearance you know you, like you it's like then we start to get into you know going against the the word of doctors and whatnot I don't want to get right, too much right. I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying if he's cleared and he practices and he gets practice reps then that's different um that's different you know if he's ready to go then I mean you got you got to play the game I yeah I I'd play him but that that hook would be real fast that that like if it doesn't look like my line's doing anything against the I mean against a pretty good Jacksonville team it, it yeah you know. yeah I mean I don't I don't know I don't I don't I I wouldn't think oh well if, if this might I mean if this is this the opponent who's blocking like I mean it's the same thing McDaniel was asked that about too or like Armstead's not out there. Does that mean that you're not going to put two out there? And he's like, hey, we got to play football. You know, Armstead, there were several games where Armstead wasn't playing. Like, we got to adjust. So I think that you kind of just look at it in a vacuum. And if he's out, if he gets the practice reps, if he's ready to go um, and he can play, then he plays. And if not, then you go with Skyler and you decide, you know, you, you move accordingly. I don't think, um, you know, I don't think that you have to, you know, kind of go galaxy brain over who to play. Obviously, the starters, you don't want to play them a ton. But if guys are ready to play, I mean, I think you just you, you put them out there. I think if if it's not a risk to their health, you know, like in a vacuum, if it's not a risk to their health, you put them out there. Well, that's that's my point. <laughs> well, I'm not, well, not going to say because I'm not going to say because he's playing with this offensive line or this not. I mean, in a real game, you're, you're you might not be playing with, uh, you know, all the starters. You're not be playing with the greatest offensive line. You got to make it work. I'm saying if you that, can't that's a real game. Himself, I mean, the preseason finale, yeah, preseason finale, like I'm. It, it is what it is. You know, I, again, I, I just think that if guys are ready, if he gets the clearance. You, you put him out there again if he if it's if, if he if he gets practice reps i don't i don't get why you wouldn't i mean he's he's clear the protocol you know you, you can't just yeah, well if he's, clear, fear. If he's clear the protocol fine but i i still would i i still would say okay fine but because then at what point at what point do we not play him then are we just, just never going to play him fine, but but i i don't see the problem with saying okay but uh, yeah, I would. Why? Why not? Why? Why leave him out there if you don't have to? Especially if it doesn't look like, if it doesn't look like it looks like one of those nights where you know half the pass rushes are jailbreaks. I mean, I, I mean, then why put anybody out there? I mean, again, it's like well, that. I mean, and I mean, I mean, Scott, I mean, Scott <laughs> James, too, I mean, James Blackman, bro. <laughs> put James Blackman out there. Who cares? Oh man, I mean, going <laughs> really? Who, who, really? You know, it's 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 a, it's the final it's the final preseason game, and I understand they only have three of them now. 
So, and you're you're trying to make bottom of the roster decisions and everything, but it, you know the fourth preseason back when there were four of them. You know we we know what you know we know what Jetsman Flotsam. You know, I mean, hey, Vic Banjo used to be on the on, on, hey, on the field. Vic Banjo over here preseason. saying we got eight to thirteen spots still up for grabs. You saying we might as well just get rid of the third preseason game? But hey, uh, well, uh, he's more power to you. Yeah, you 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 don't believe that? Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. Way Vic been talking about the defense, I might believe him. But you know, that's we're still we're still days away from that. We'll see what happens with Mike White. We'll see what happens with Tua. We'll see what happens with Scarlett Town. So we still don't even even know what the starters are playing. But uh, hopefully, we'll get some uh, clarity regarding that, or maybe not in the next couple of days. So we'll see. All right, we're gonna take a short break, but we come back on the other side of things. Uh, another Pro Bowl All Pro talented running back is available. Now, just naturally, the Dolphins are connected to him. But should they be after and be in the market for the Indianapolis coach, Jonathan Taylor? We're going to talk about that. No. Things. So stay locked with us. We'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in Death podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, uh, if you've heard the big news of the early week, it is that uh, the Indianapolis Colts have given star running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. Now, there's been a lot, a lot of drama, a lot of stuff going on in Indianapolis. Um, he's currently on the pup list. He wants a new deal. Uh, Jim Ursay, the owner, said that he would not be getting a new deal right now. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Jonathan Taylor requested a trade. Uh, owner Jim Mercy said he would not be trading Jonathan Taylor uh, in a quick reversal, though. Um, now it seems like he and his agent are getting the opportunity to uh, to speak with teams um, and see if they can work something out uh, for the talented but disgruntled Pro Bowl running back. Um, now, a lot of Dolphins fans will remember um, the Dolphins had the opportunity to draft Taylor in 2020. Uh, they had three first round picks. They didn't use any on him. Um, running back continues to be a position uh, that the Dolphins and Dolphins fans have, you know, pondered upgrades at that position. Um, we all know what happened with Dalvin Cook. Um, and now you have a player who's truthfully, you know, probably considered better than Dalvin Cook. He's four years younger than Dalvin Cook. Um, he just led the league in rushing in 2021. Um, and now he's available. Um, we had a very spirited debate in the Dolphins media room uh, after practice on Tuesday uh, about whether or whether or not whether or not the Dolphins should uh, trade for him. And, you know, the expectation is that if you trade for him, you probably have to give him a top of the market deal. Um, I'm going to get it straight to the point. I'm, I'm not with it. I'm not. It's no for me, dog. Randy, like Randy Jackson, it's, just, it's a no for me, dog. Um this is like the Dalvin Cook situation on steroids to me. You know, you know me, like when I when I spoke about the Dalvin Cook situation, I said it feels more like a luxury. Um, signing or trading for and then signing Jonathan Taylor to an extension isn't so much of a luxury as I think it would be fiscally irresponsible and detrimental to the long-term team building, you know, building of this team. Yeah, that's... And like they, I mean... First off, the uh, the Colts reportedly want a first-round pick. I don't believe they're going to get a first-round pick, but they might be able to get a group of uh, a package that is close to a first-round pick. So that means we're talking, you know, seconds, some thirds, maybe some early fourths, something like that. Um, 
the Dolphins, like, for the first time in, like, four years or three years are, like, kind of set up to have some drive capital in the next two years. Um, it's not even so much of that as it would be uh, what they have coming up. But we've already talked about how they have Christian Wilkins um, up next. And we haven't even really spoken about his situation, but he has a hold in right now. He's not practicing in team drills because he wants that new contract. Um, so we've got him coming up. Um, they've got Zach Sealer coming up. Uh, they've got some other players coming up for deals uh, this upcoming this upcoming offseason. Um, and they're already $30 million over the cap. So you mean to tell me that you're going to trade for a guy, albeit a very talented runner, probably a top five player in this position, and then give him a multi-year deal that's going to make that 2024 cap situation worse? Um, obviously, the Dolphins can tinker around with it. You know, they can release some guys here and there to kind of to kind of lessen the blow and get cap compliant. Um, but you know, that's not all you have to worry about. I mean, you got a lot of young guys, a lot of young homegrown talents that are coming up for deals. And it just doesn't make sense to me to prioritize a guy that is still, you know, one of the best players in the league at his position. Um, but if it means that it's at the expense of Christian Wilkins, of some of these homegrown talents, you know, you've got Javon Harlan up for a deal next year. Um, Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips can be extended uh, after this season. Tua, if he plays well, you got to, I mean, you don't have to extend him, but he's probably going to want a new deal. Yeah. And that's going to cost a lot. I mean, I know yeah. that, uh, you know, you can keep the first year cap hit down to an extent. These quarterbacks are getting $250 million deals. I mean, the cap, is going to be pretty significant, even in year one. Um, I, the fit is great. On field, if this is Madden, if this is fantasy football, it makes perfect sense. Um, but it's not. And, but it's not. And I'm just, just yeah, I, I think I think they're good with the guys they have. I really do. I really do think they're good with the guys they have right now. Um, is he talented in all of them? Most definitely. But it's similar with Dalvin Cook, where I said how much more – better does it make you and how many touches do you have to take away from Tyreek and Jalen in order to get your money's worth you know if you're paying a guy like Christian right. McCaffrey or close to that um, you got to get your money's worth and I'm not sure if you're going to get that in again in an offense where your priority and your focus should be getting the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle it's we are in a whether it's a deep ball whether you want, want the deep ball or the yak, we are in a big play passing NFL and have been for a generation or two. And yes, a running back, a great running back helps tremendously. But boy, you can win the Super Bowl without a great running back. And a lot of teams have. And you can't win. I, I, I think you have to have you know, above average running game, you have to be able to run the ball. And I think the Dolphins can, already can run the ball. Depends on who you it, ask. It depends well, on who you it's ask. Their, it's I, their, I think that no, boys. it's their devotion to the run it, that I see as their problem is that they, they can run it. They can, you know, it, the numbers say, yeah, if you, you know, that, they need to stick with certain things, stick with the run a little more when it's working and even and not jump off so quickly when it's not. And that doing that makes everything work better. It makes Tyreek and Jalen and 
you know, whoever's in the slot, it makes them all the more dangerous, opens up stuff for them. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor on that, you know, on, on the Dolphins team, just boy, it, it looks great. But I don't know that, again, like you said, I don't know that it makes you, you know, I don't know that you are, for all the things you are doing financially and all the, you know, all the ways you're extending yourself, I don't think it makes you, it compensates for making you that, that much better. It's, you know, you are, it's the high-end turntable again. Um uh, it's not necessarily worth it. Yeah. And also, what do you, you know, they're going to, uh, obviously they're going to want draft picks and stuff, but they're also probably going to want some players too. I mean, well, the, well, the thing is, I don't think the Dolphins would be opposed to shedding some salary in order to make this deal work, but who are they? Yeah, but. Well, who are they, who are they trading? Like, yeah, yeah. Cedric Wilson. I mean, I don't think they want to take that contract. And I don't think also, they take a manual on yeah, contract. Also, this, this seems like a team that works. Okay, they seem like a team that works. Um, you know, they obviously have their you know they have their ups and downs. They have their weaknesses, but it just seems like a team that works. And when you have a team that just seems like it's working, it's a little bit like Jenga or Legos. You don't, you know, be careful who you take out of that room. It's not, and it's not even just what they do on the field it's you know you take out this guy and suddenly he's the guy who keeps things cool in this room and suddenly there's a problem in that room and, and this is with any team it's what you got to think about with any trade and i think that it just seems like the you know a lot of teams you think okay yeah whatever we'll you know we got to make we got to make this happen i don't know i feel like the dolphins kind of work and I don't feel like that's that's a mix. I'm a little let's I I, I want to see how this plays out in the season, but I'm not sure I jack with their mix. I'm not sure this is what they need. I don't I don't think this puts them over the top. Yeah. Well, um, well, the thing is, I think in a perfect world, well, along with a healthy Jalen Ramsey, the Dolphins could probably use a standout lineman. I don't know whether it's guard or whether it's tackle. They could probably use another standout tackle or, or, or offensive lineman. Um, they're not getting that barring a lucrative trade. Um, so I think the next best thing for them probably is a starting running back, but at what cost, you know? Um, exactly. And that's and, that's what we're both saying. It's yeah, yeah. Cost. And like yeah. why – it, it seems like to me, just seems like a, you know, it seems like a reach to be make. It just seems like something to you're doing it to do it, and it's a, it's a it's a reach. And you know, I can't. It doesn't seem to me to make sense before it unless you're just. It's a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, star chasing. Yeah, like yeah. the yeah, and, and and the dolphins do have a reputation for that, which is why I think everyone just kind of naturally. Like, like the Dolphins are like the betting favorites right now to, uh, to acquire. You know, if he if he doesn't stay with the Colts, the Dolphins are the betting favorites, I guess. And obviously, you know, our own, you know, our colleague Barry Jackson reported that the Dolphins are doing. They're going to do their due diligence and explore. Mm -hmm. However, 
Um, and so again, they, they have that reputation for acquiring the star players, but even if you look at the trades that they've swung for in the past year plus, they're all premium positions like wide receiver, cornerback, pass rusher, left tackle. Like these are all premium positions. But the thing that is kind of interesting to me is that while the franchise has a history of not acquiring or not using a lot of capital to get running backs, um, since McDaniel has been here and he has his history as the run game coordinator in San Francisco, they've been linked to a lot of running backs. You know, they've been linked to, to Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. There was a rumor out there that, uh, you know, they you know, thought about a, a Saquon Barkley deal potentially. They obviously drafted A-Chain in the third round, Devon A-Chain, and that was the highest pick they've used on a running back since, you know, I believe it's 2016. So there is a lot of smoke there that it seems like since McDaniel's been here, He's been kind of, I don't want to say he's been pounding the table, um, but since he's been there, there's been a lot of uh, reports and rumors and things linking the Dolphins, you know, to be in the uh, the market for upgrading the running back position. They even, I believe uh, they were also in and on uh, DeAndre Swift before he was traded uh, from the Lions. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of smoke there. Um, it's clear that McDaniel wants to run the ball better and he likes his current guys, but, you know, they've also been kind of looking around and seeing what they can get. Um, again, at the end of the day, I think that they will be they will be a better running team because they're going to commit to it more. Um, I think that the preseason game we saw this past weekend was I don't want to like make too much of it. Um, but I think that that was indicative of a team that wants to run the ball well and is poised to run the ball well because they have, you know, year two of the system. They have a new offensive line coach who's getting the point across and getting those teaching points across. Um, and I just again. The biggest thing is just financially. I, I I think that, you know, I've been I've endorsed every single move that they made in terms of getting star players. Um, I actually wasn't the biggest fan of the Ramsey trade at first, um, but I didn't know they were going to get him for like a ham sandwich. So you know, that's that's different. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're going to have to give up multiple picks, you know, right. at some point you have to, you know, they. They've spent a lot of big money on star players. They've restructured that money, those deals, to push the money down. At some point, you know, the the credit card payment bill, the credit card bill is due. And, you know, I think that a lot of people would acknowledge that after this season, there's going to be some hard roster decisions in order to get under the cap. When you do maybe lose a guy or two, you need those picks and you need those high-end picks, those first round picks and those day two picks, especially to build this roster up. You have to have a healthy balance. You can't just, you know, I know everyone likes to say, oh, the Rams were a template to, you know, acquiring a lot of star talent, but they even still built the the end of the roster up with some, you know, day two guys, day three guys as well. You can't right. just have your entire cat be devoted to six guys and then hope that those guys are going to lead you to, uh, you know, a championship. You have to have a, a talented roster, but a deep and filled out roster. And, and also, I mean, the Rams, the you know, the Rams had Aaron Donald, which is that's who is a player, you know, the best defensive player of this era, year in year out, and that in that position, that made a that makes a lot of things work really well on your defense, and I, you know, yeah, the Rams went all in. And they got it. They got their championship. Um, and, you know, Lord, you know, everybody else would, everybody would, wants that championship. 
but it's not like they did it in Runaway. It's not like that. I just, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's, you it's, should. It's, it's not, it's not a template. It's, yeah, it's a I don't template believe it's if you have either. Aaron Donald. It's a template if you have, you know, uh, a Matthew Stafford who is, who, you know, who's experienced. You know, it's a template, and just clearly, what he needed was just a new situation with a team and an organization that was knows that can stay going in the right direction for more than two seasons. They, um. It's a temple if you have certain things that they have that other teams just don't have. And, you know, you, yeah, I, I don't think they're a temple. I, I think it's still, hey, dra- draft smart, you know, you're, you're, draft, you're, 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 you're drafting your food. Yeah, but you're, then you're also opportunistic in, you know, bringing in outside players, you know, I, right. You know, I, I think that all what they've done is add them. I mean, they built a top flight roster. They built a roster that I think is good enough to compete in the AFC. Is it good enough to win the AFC? That's to be determined. You no, know, the Ramsey injury is a big blow. Um, but they've done well in terms of adding that outside talent, but also a big reason of a big reason that they're in this position is because their homegrown talent, you know, whether it's Tua, uh, whether it's Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, Jalen Phillips, those guys are coming up as well. So you need a you need a healthy mix. And again, gonna have to pay some of those guys in a couple of years i i think especially with the wilkins situation going on uh you know there, there is such thing as team chemistry team morale I, I don't know what message that sends when you've got some guys coming up and a guy who has done right uh for several years become a leader um and you know you give you know you can't give him a top of the market deal but you give a running back and i know he's a very good running back but you give a running back and you give a running back who isn't homegrown uh i mean i think that that I'm not saying it blows the team up, but you know, team morale and chemistry is a legit thing. Mike McDaniel talks about that a lot, kind of keeping uh, the sanctity of that locker room. Obviously, you know, in a vacuum, you love to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, uh, right. but I don't think this. You know, you talk about right player, right time, right price. I think it's the right player, but not the right price or the right time right now. You know? We we've seen you could go again. You could go across sports and find these situations where you're like, oh, wait a minute, they traded for you know, this future Hall of Famer or this star and boy, just slot him in there. And, you know, this team, this team should go to the moon and it just never quite works the way it should. And, uh, and the team, you know, uh, you know, loses in the finals when, you know, they're so talented, they get to the finals anyway, but then they get smoked in the finals or they, or in the championship round, or, you know, they, fall out in the you know first round of the playoffs it just it doesn't work and that is where there is this teams are funny things they're like they're you know they're like families there's only so much dysfunction you can have in a family <laughs> I mean, we all a lot of us have we all have some dysfunction in our families but there's only so much dysfunction you can have in a family uh without it being harmful to you know the bigger picture goals of the family. And it's the same thing with the team. Um, you know, so uh, I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I'd worry more if I'm the Dolphins, I'm worrying more about how to get the guys who are here paid, you know, when they want to get paid or who, how, how they're going to do that. And, you know, move on into the season and yeah just yeah 
I, I don't, again, it, like I say, it's a great, it's a star chasing move. And it just, it seems like, it seems like something you, you know, a 10 year old goes, yeah, great idea. Yeah, yeah. just, yeah, just uh right player, not right price, not the right time in my eyes. But, you know, as, as uh, you know, as Barry, our own Barry Jackson reporting, you know, the Dolphins are going to. Well, they have to. That, it's your it's your fiduciary duty to kick the to kick the tires a little bit and say, "Hey, what what are you guys thinking for this? What are you guys thinking of? What what do you want?" Uh, and you know, they, it may be a short phone call, and also the you know call around of you know what's what's going on there, how you know what's the health situation, what's you know. Trying to trying to activate some of your moles around the league, and you know to see, find out what's really going on, or uh, you have to do that. That's your job. But you know, it's your job to do that. It's not necessarily your. It's your job also to make smart decisions on whether on what on make whether to make a trade or not, and you know. The old saying: Sometimes the best moves you make are the ones you don't make, and that's, that's very true. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Chris Greer always says, you know, I'm I'm willing to talk about a deal, so they're definitely talking about that. And obviously, you know, with him, um, you know, being given permission to seek a trade, I think that a a lot of the conversations with the agent is going to be, you know, what deal are you willing to give? You know, we can't sign off on anything on our end until we know that, you know, you're going to give my client a deal that he views as well. So, I mean, that's another hurdle to, to, to jump as well. And we know how they felt about paying running back. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting thought in theory um, creates a lot of fun for the fans, but uh, I'm not sure if it's the right move, but we'll, obviously we'll see what happens uh, between and now. It kills 15 one. minutes on this podcast. So uh, Mission accomplished. Out. Check the box. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in the podcast. I want to thank See? you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, reminder as always, uh, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, the Dolphins are back at practice for the next two days ahead of the preseason finale uh, on Saturday night in Jacksonville, facing off against the Jaguars. Uh, the next week, um, they will be finalizing the uh, 53-man roster um, a couple hours before we uh, uh, we record this po- next podcast. So we'll have a lot to break down who made the roster, who yeah. didn't. Um, we'll be back next week to talk more Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you Peace. Later.